You're listening to the Straight Up Saints Podcast. And what is up, Houdat Nation? Welcome back inside another edition of the Straight Up Saints Podcast presented by Boot Crew Media and Makers Mark. And for this one, it's kind of a little, you know, I'm not going to say surprise episode, but usually I kind of record these on Wednesdays and then you guys expect to have them Wednesday night, Thursday morning, whatever it may be. But there's so much I want to talk about, not only just news-wise in terms of Sean Payton, got a little bit of Eli Apple being kind of weird on Twitter, to say the least. So talk about those two things. But more importantly, you know, you sit there, and and I know pretty much everyone watched it last night because everyone was tweeting about it, but you watch that AFC divisional match between the Bills and Chiefs, and on one hand, you just appreciate it for what it was, an instant classic. And then on the other hand, you got to have that self-realization about the quarterback room, and more in particular, what are the Saints going to do at quarterback this offseason. So I'm going to talk about that. That's going to be kind of my long uh, winded rant in a little bit. But before I do that, let's talk about Sean Payton because that's kind of been the main topic for the last couple of days uh, on Saints Twitter, just in the NFL world in general. It's been a big thing. Obviously, people aren't sure what's going on with Sean Payton. At first, you kind of thought that there was no issue, right? Sean Payton would be back. There's no way Sean Payton would consider leaving the Saints, right? I mean, nine and eight with no quarterback, just figure out that situation and you'll be good to go. And then you kind of hear some reports you don't really, I'm not going to say you don't care about it, but we don't give it much thought, right? This idea that, oh, he's unknown about his future and what he might do. You know, you just think that's just talk. And I kind of thought it was that at one point. And then another part of it is just there's silence, right? And when there isn't silence, there are people trying to fill in the blanks. And sometimes you don't need that. Sometimes it's unnecessary. And you're speculating about something that's not there and or putting words in people's mouths that they never said. And that's what I kind of thought it was at first. But so many people have said at this point that it kind of does feel that Sean's a little unsure. And and when I mean Sean's unsure, no, I don't mean Sean's going to just pack up his bags and say, I want to go to the Cowboys or the Giants or whatever NFC East team has some delusional fantasy about plucking Sean Payton away from the Saints. What could happen if he were to just, you know, take the year off or whatever it might be, just retire, I wouldn't be surprised if it's more so for a TV job, whether it's Amazon trying to get into the business with Thursday night football games coming up next season, whether it's Fox Sports finding a replacement for Troy Aikman because he might go to Amazon and, Frankly, if Sean Payton replaced Troy Aikman, I would not be mad about it. I mean, be mad about, you know, upset about him leaving the Saints, but not be mad about him replacing Troy Aikman. You guys know I'm not a big Troy Aikman fan, but that seems kind of like the, the if he were to leave, that would be the realistic route. Now, you have Nick Underhill saying that Sean Payton was back at the team facility this afternoon, which is somewhat optimistic news. Now, Nick did add that this does not mean he's back, and that's important to say, obviously, if you just put out that tweet and, and Saints fans will run with it. Um, it's good to know that he is at the facility, but it doesn't mean he's necessarily coming back. And then on top of it, if Gail Benson asked about Sean Payton's future and she says, who knows, we'll find out soon enough, I guess. I don't think any of us know, but it'll let us know soon enough. Now, she did laugh while saying it. And you could look at it one of two ways. You could say it's a confidence about, hey, he'll be back. Or it's a, hey, kind of nervous laugh, right? Nervous tick that you might have about, I don't know if this guy's going to be back. Here's what I will say about the situation. I don't want to speculate too much. That's why I'm going to keep it very brief, about 10 seconds. If Sean were to leave, I would be a bit surprised because it kind of feels like it came out of left field. That being said, the last two years have been draining, whether it's from COVID, the quarterback situation, all that type of stuff. I would not be totally surprised, though, if he kind of feels just, you know, drained. He just feels mentally drained from the process. We'll see what happens. Obviously, I would love to have him back. That being said, hopefully, whenever the decision is made, it's made soon enough that the Saints can kind of react to it if he does leave. If he doesn't leave, it's all gravy, right? He's back. You have Sean Payton. He does leave, got shit to fix. And then, you know, we'll talk about that when that moment comes. So that's my quick, just little two minutes on Sean Payne. Let's kind of go to the next thing I want to talk about. That's Eli Apple, man. Eli Apple last night 
starts going on a you know just rampage on Twitter and tweets. I don't know which fan base I hate more. Probably the Saints, but it's close to the Giants. It's toss up. Saints fans kind of get pissed about it. They react, and I don't blame them. And then he tweets, New Orleans is the dirtiest, smelliest city and has the worst food ever. It's that swine and crawfish that kills your brains. Uh, first off, the, the, I, I tweeted about this, and I'll just kind of regurgitate it. I don't understand if you're Eli Apple, why the fuck you're thinking about the New Orleans Saints fan base or the Giants fan base or just any team you played for. Your team's in the AFC Championship game. AFC Championship game. And I bet if you asked everyone going into week one, hey, where do you think the Bengals are going to go? Some might have said playoffs because you guys love Joe Burrow, as do I. Some people might have said better not playoffs but taking the right steps. No one was saying AFC Championship game. And and if you're saying that, you're lying that you were predicting it from the start of the season. Maybe as the season went along, you felt that way, but not from the start. You made it to the AFC Championship game. Your team's got a date now with Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. And your mind's thinking about What's going on with the Saints fan base or the Giants fan base? Like, I just find that so stupid. And I'll say this about Eli Apple. Not here to just start roasting the dude. Saints fans were supportive of Eli Apple. I tweeted that. Some people said I lied about that, which is just ridiculous. I I know a lot of it's like, go back in time to the 2019 season when Eli Apple went down in Chicago. Saints fans were upset about that. Like, legitimately upset that he went down. And they were worried because Eli Apple was playing well and it seemed like a really bad injury. It wasn't for him, but that kind of was the last of the really good version of Eli Apple we saw in the Saints. But Saints fans were supportive of him. For him to come around and just shit on them in the middle of a team's playoff run, I find it so stupid. And frankly, I don't think Saints fans are worried about what Eli Apple's up to in the sense that they got Lattimore and Paulson to Debo and Bradley Roby. And all three of those guys are better than Eli Apple. So uh, just a weird, bizarre situation. Uh, I'm not surprised, though, because I know the Apple family's got Twitter fingers, but it is just so silly, man. You you have a matchup coming up with a chance to go to the Super Bowl, and you're going to need every little second you can to study and prepare for Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and, um, and and Pringle and McCall Hardman and Travis Kelsey, and it's a good thing you're wasting that time tweeting about the Saints. That's so weird. So, so weird. But I'm not going to waste too much time on that, obviously, because I want to get into the main thing. I want to talk about quarterbacks. You watched last night. I watched last night. What a great game. I mean, Mahomes and Josh Allen looked just like demigods out there with the way they played. It was absolutely sensational. And you can't help but appreciate it. And on the flip side, you would have felt bad for whoever lost that game. You know, the Bills lose, and you're like, man, you wish Josh Allen had a shot in overtime because he played literally flawless football. And had the Chiefs lost, you would have said the same thing. You know, Mahomes played great, got them back in, even though there was 13 seconds left. They got into field goal range. Great execution there. Sucks that he wouldn't get to the next round had they been the ones that lost. It was one of those moments where it sucked that there had to be a loser in that game. That being said, I watch Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes ball out. I think about Joe Burrow. He's in the AFC Championship game already. I think about what I've seen. I know some people are still questioning Justin Herbert, which I think is stupid. I think Justin Herbert's a phenomenal quarterback, but I see what he's been doing out there his first two years. He's been special. Lamar's already got an MVP. You look at all these quarterbacks, these great young quarterbacks. Now, good thing for the Saints is they're all in the AFC. But you look at all these great young quarterbacks or just great quarterbacks in general, even guys like a Tom Brady, which, yes, I know the Bucs lost yesterday, but just think about what he's done for his career. You can get away with some issues when you have a great quarterback because they make up for so many deficiencies, right? You look at what Patrick Mahomes did yesterday. The defense wasn't good. Same thing for Josh Allen with the Bills. The defense wasn't good. But let's just take Mahomes, for example. Defense isn't playing well. They give up a touchdown with, thir- you know, there's 13 seconds left. They give up a touchdown. 
Harrison Bucker misses an extra point. Harrison Bucker misses a field goal at the end of halftime. Your kicker's a little off. And you go out there and you still win the game because great quarterbacks can overcome adversity and the margin for error is way bigger than it is when you don't have a great one, right? And, and, the, way I, and the reason I say that is, you know, you take a team like the 49ers which are making a great run. And who knows? They could end up beating this year's Super Bowl winner. But everything's been great for them, right? Like the defense is playing great. Special teams was phenomenal. You guys know I love special teams. But they, what they were able to do on special teams on Saturday was phenomenal. Debo Samuel looks like the MVP of the league right now. Like all these factors are coming into it, right? Now, Jimmy isn't playing horrendous football, but he's not playing winning football. Like he's not the guy that's leading and propelling them to these wins, right? So I look around the league and I see some of these great quarterbacks and I see what they're able to overcome, right? There's so many mistakes that are happening, but you got a shot because you got that quarterback, right? And I go out there and I tweet that I think the Saints need a star quarterback and which, by the way, is a no-brainer, right? Like, I kind of felt stupid tweeting it because, like, yeah, no shit, they need a star quarterback. But there was a lot of pushback to that tweet, which just blows my mind. Some people saying they have their star quarterback. It's Jameis. Other people saying, well, we got Jameis, and when Michael Thomas comes back, we'll be good. And then you got other people still just like, why am, why am I not giving Jameis a chance? And before I get into these, this rant that I'm about to get into, I need to say this. Regardless if Jameis Winston plays on the Saints next year or if he plays somewhere else, I will be rooting for him. I, I think he has absolutely learned from his mistakes on and off the field. And I just can't help but root for him just the way he embraced New Orleans and the way he just embraced the locker room. I thought he, it was great. And who knows? He might be back. He might very well be the Saints quarterback next year. What I don't get, though, is why people who were suspect of Jameis from the jump all of a sudden feel like they need to re-sign Jameis, right? Like he is plan A and... It can't be anything else. It needs to be staying with Jameis and making sure you build around Jameis and he's the answer. That makes no sense for me, right? Because we don't know if he's the franchise guy. We don't know if he is a franchise quarterback, right? Because we all love to say that, hey, you know, the Bucs replaced Jameis with Brady, but it's not just that. They got great guys in there and that's why they won the Super Bowl. And yeah, the Bucs roster was not the exact same roster Jameis took over. No one is denying that. And I think Bruce Arians was probably let's be honest, a, a total jerk to Jameis Winston. So there are other factors why that didn't work. But in his time in Tampa Bay, not one time were they a winner. Not one time did you look there and say he is absolutely a franchise quarterback. The tools are there. The attitude now is fantastic. The, the arm strength is there. Like the qualities and intangibles are there. No one's denying that. But you haven't seen it yet. You haven't seen that he's a franchise guy. Now, top that with the fact that he's coming off a torn ACL. Does that complicate matters? What does he look like after a torn ACL? Maybe it's nothing because these athletes are so damn good at recovering. Maybe it is something. And then the third thing, and yet again, the most important one, when he was on the field with the Saints, when they were actually playing games with James Winston as their starting quarterback, outside of two games, and the two games we're going to get into, he did not light up the box score. The Packers game was great in terms of efficiency. Now the defense played a factor but it was 148 yards, and yeah, the five touchdowns were great. And I thought Jameis played what I thought was the perfect game-managing style just you want to see. Don't make mistakes. The defense is rocking Aaron Rodgers. Just do what you can, and he did that. And the Washington game, which, yeah, he had four touchdowns, which was great. One was a Hail Mary. A lot of yards obviously come off of that, but he only completed 50% of his passes. Still, he played well in that game. Other than that, though, Jameis was playing efficient game-managing style football a touchdown against the Bucs, a touchdown against the Seahawks, a touchdown against the Giants. 
No touchdowns against the Panthers. I give that one out. I kind of throw that to the side. That was just a mess of a game. I'm not going to put that on James. But you didn't see it. You didn't see, hey, you know, this guy is going to carry this franchise. He's going to carry the offense. He could get there. It's absolutely possible. I don't think it's impossible. But you haven't seen it, which makes me wonder why everyone is so hell-bent on him being the quarterback next year. Now, you're going to say, well, Chris, you're hell-bent on him not being the quarterback next year. I'm not. If he comes back, cool. Whoever is at quarterback, you better get them weapons. I don't care if it's Jameis. I don't care if it's Ross. I don't care if it's a rookie. Got to get them weapons regardless, okay? But my other point with Jameis, and this is where I think fans are being super, super unfair when they assess quarterbacks. Some people said, we were 5-2 and two when we had Jameis. Jameis was 5-2. and two. We can't use wins and losses as a QB stat whenever it's convenient for us. I think that's unfair. And the reason I say that is the same people who are saying, oh, Jameis was 5-2 and two and we were a winning team are the same ones that every time the 49ers win a game with Jimmy Garoppolo, we talk about how wins are not a QB stat, which they're not. They are team. They are a team stat. I can't stress that enough. Wins and losses is a team stat. But you can't use wins and losses to justify why Jameis is a winning quarterback and then use wins and losses against, let's say, a Jimmy Garoppolo when the 49ers in the NFC Championship game. It's asinine. You need to be a full team to win games. This is not an individual sport, Okay. Yes, the Saints were better with Jameis Winston as their quarterback than any other quarterback they had this past season because he was their best option. So clearly, he was the guy that they were going to win the most games with, not because, with. Now, some quarterbacks are so damn good, like Mahomes, like Josh Allen, you're winning because of, or even Joe Burrow. Changes the culture for the Bengals, now they're winning because of Joe Burrow. There are exceptions to the rule. But at the end of the day, we got to stop using team stats to justify what we want. I think that's crazy. And again, re-signing Jameis would not be bad. There would be nothing, in my opinion, if the Saints go out there and they go get a receiver, like let's say a Cedric Wilson from the Cowboys, who I really like. Let's say they get a Cedric Wilson, they draft a receiver, and they bring back Jameis Winston, and Michael Thomas is healthy. Cool. Like I don't think that's a bad idea. I really don't think that's a bad idea at all. But he shouldn't be plan A, because plan A should be swinging for the fences because you don't know if you don't try. And that's why the Saints got to go out there and they got to make calls and see if you can get a Russell Wilson. See if you can get an Aaron Rodgers. I know people are going to just, you know, bat an eye and start rolling their eyes that I said Aaron Rodgers. And yes, Aaron Rodgers has said some ridiculous things. And yes, I think Aaron Rodgers is really, 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 really freaking annoying. And yes, Aaron Rodgers is so unbearable to listen to. But he's a damn good quarterback. Now, granted, he played like shit on Saturday but he's a damn good quarterback. And I'm not saying that's who I want. I'm saying the Saints would be stupid to not make calls and see if they can get a Super Bowl champ or a Super Bowl MVP. Get these great quarterbacks. You got to make those type of calls. Just like if Sean Payton is not sure about his future, teams would make calls and say, hey, Sean, what are you up to? It's the nature of the business. That's it. And if those plans don't work out and you're super precise about these plans, you start off early, you're still going to have time to figure out, hey, can we get Jameis? Because you want to make these calls before free agency even opens up because I keep telling you guys this, Jameis will have more than one offer. This is not going to be like last offseason. He will have offers. Some team will give him a starting job, whether it's the Saints or not. Some team will give it to him. So you got to be precise and you got to make sure you don't mess around and then lose out on everyone. I get that. But you can't just settle on an uncertainty. And I, I just think it's crazy because we went through the last 15 years of Drew Brees. And granted, the last couple of years were a little shaky, especially the last two. 
But in this prime, you'd be lying if you said every time he stepped on that field, you didn't feel like you, you had a chance for one because you did because of him. Now, 2020, 2021, I'm sorry, 2019, 2020, get that the hell out of here in terms of you felt like you had a chance. You didn't. Felt like you had a chance because the team was great. But 2018, 2017, even the terrible seven and nine seasons that they were rattling off, they'd have a chance to win any game because nine was so damn good. And I think that's what you're looking at. Now, I'm not saying you're finding the next Drew Brees, but are you making calls for Russell Wilson? Are you making calls for Aaron Rodgers? Are you even making calls, uh, calls for Derek Carr? Yes, because it would be stupid of the Saints to not explore every option and say, hey, who's the best quarterback we can get this offseason? Why would you go into this offseason and just immediately say, oh, yeah, so we're re-signing Jameis and that's that? You got to look around. You have to. And lucky, luckily for them, you got a month and a half to look around before you decide if, hey, you know what? We're going to re-sign Jameis. You got time to figure it out. But I, I just don't understand why I can't, you know, people can't simply say, hey, Saints got to see if they get an even better quarterback in the building. And that is like offensive to some people. I don't get it. And I'm not here to sound all vulgar and just like start yelling at people because if you tweet at me, I just appreciate you tweeting at me. I really do. You guys know I love interacting with you guys. I just don't understand why it seems like I said something wrong that the Saints should go after an even better quarterback if they can. Again, re-signing Jameis isn't bad. He just, in my eyes, should not be plan A. Because if he's plan A, then you, then you didn't even try everything else in my opinion. And that's where I came to. Because you watch all these great young quarterbacks and doesn't even, you don't even need a great young quarterback, but you need a great quarterback. And guess what? You guys are all sick of these Sean Payton rumors. I'm sick of them. We're all tired of them, right? We probably don't hear these rumors that the Saints quarterback situation is figured out. Now, some of that's on Sean Payton, right? Paying Taysom Hill a lot of money. Ian Book drafted. Other situations, like we can blame Sean if we want, and I think some of it obviously does go to him. But if the Saints have their quarterback in the future, we would laugh at Every single rumor that would come up. Now we're a little worried, right? Hey, he might retire, but they don't have a quarterback. Who knows? But man, if, if they had the quarterback, we would just be sitting here laughing at every single rumor that came out. That's the way I feel about it. Doesn't mean I don't want Jameis Winston. Doesn't mean that I think the Saints are screwed next season. I just think it would be dumb. You watch last night's game. And to say, we don't need a great quarterback. We can get by with a game manager. Okay, you want to get by with a game manager. Guess what? Your defense has to be great. Your, your running game has to be great. Your special teams has to be great. You are asking a hell of a lot for all those things to be great. And I know, right? One of the rebuttals from some people might be, hey, Nick Foles won the Super Bowl. But guess what? Nick Foles played out of his freaking mind in the NFC Championship game and the Super Bowl. So even when you have those moments where other parts of the team's great and the quarterback might not be great, guess what? That quarterback has to play great in the big moments. He has to, or else you're not winning. Take Joe Flacco, man. Go look at his Super Bowl run. I, none of us will call Joe Flacco elite. I know that's a running joke for the last 10 years, whether or not he's elite, but he's not. The run he had, though, he was great. So if you're just settling on mediocrity, you're either going to need some crazy-ass Joe Flacco, Nick Foles run, or everything has to be perfect. Everything. And I just think you're asking for a lot because it's so hard to be perfect in this league. Because guess what, guys? The Bills had the number one rated defense going into yesterday. And guess what? That defense couldn't stop the Chiefs with 13 seconds left. It's that simple sometimes. You have a great quarterback. You got a chance. We're going to see what happens. It's going to be an interesting offseason. But I think the Saints would be silly to not look at their options, man. Not swing for the fences. I think that'd be dumb. And if Sean comes back, you better bet your ass that they're going to swing for the fences. I can't see them not if he comes back. If he doesn't, we'll see. Maybe the Saints go with the draft or they figure something out. But 
you got to swing for the fences and see if you can get a big-time quarterback in there because they dictate this game, man. Whether you like it or not, it's a quarterback's league, and that's why teams do what they do. That's why New England moves on from Cam and gets back Jones. That's why San Francisco goes out and gets a Trey Lance because if you strike gold, you got a chance in this league. And if not, good luck. How do you think the rest of the AFC is feeling today looking around seeing Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert and Lamar Jackson and some of these people are sitting out there with Baker Mayfield. That's like showing up to a shootout with a water gun. What are you going to do with that? It's no point, man. It's a quarterback freaking league. The Saints need a quarterback. And for that reason alone, they got to swing for the fences. But I'm really curious to hear what you guys have to say, whether it's going on in the comments on YouTube. You can leave it there. Hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up anywhere. Obviously, I'll uh, I'll get back to your comments. But I'm really, really interested to hear what you guys have to say about this. Obviously, you guys are going to see this as an anti-Jameis thing. It absolutely is not that. It's anti-being passive about the quarterback situation. If it's if they go through all their options and it comes down to Jameis is the dude and that's who they're going to resign and they're going to put build around him, cool. But you got to look at other options. It would be dumb not to. And we'll see what happens. But it's going to be an interesting offseason nonetheless. But before we even talk about you know what's going on with the quarterback, they're going to have to worry about what's going on with their coach and Hopefully, we get, a, we get an answer for Sean Payton soon enough. But that's going to do it for this edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast, guys. If anything breaks this week, obviously, I will have a pod for you guys up here uh, on YouTube and also uh, for Buku Media's website um, as well. Uh, but we'll see. Hopefully, it's a somewhat quiet week. But you know how these Saints roll, man. It's never a quiet week with this team. It's always something. Always. So we'll see what happens. But I hope you guys enjoy this week. Enjoy the rest of your Monday. And let's just stay tuned. Let's hope Sean Payton's back. Let's hope the Saints make some freaking splashes. Uh, this Austin because we can all use it. So that's going to do it, guys. I appreciate you tuning in. Stay locked in for more content here on the Straight Up. You're listening to the Straight Up Saints podcast.